It's another day. I'm another John, and this is another note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled "I've Been Thinking." Our scripture reference today is Second Samuel chapter five, verses one through twelve. As always, may the Lord add His blessing to the reading and hearing of His holy word. Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, "Look, we are your bone and flesh. For some time, while Saul was king over us, it was you who led out Israel and brought it in. The Lord said to you." It is you who shall be shepherd of my people Israel, you who shall be ruler over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was thirty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned forty years. At Hebron he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and at Jerusalem he reigned over all Israel and Judah. Thirty-three years. The king and his men marched to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, who said to David, "You will not come in here; even the blind and the lame will turn you back." Thinking David cannot come in here, nevertheless David took the stronghold of Zion, which is now the city of David. David had said on that day, "Whoever would strike down the Jebusites, let him get up the water shaft to attack the lame and the blind." Those whom David hates. Therefore, it is said, the blind and the lame shall not come into the house. David occupied the stronghold and named it the city of David. David built the city all around from the Milo inwards, and David became greater and greater, for the Lord, the God of hosts, was with him. King Hiram of Tyre sent messengers to David, along with cedar trees and carpenters and masons, who built David a house. David then perceived. That the Lord had established him king over Israel, and that He had exalted His kingdom for the sake of His people. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. I tend to reflect on one or two themes at a time. My reflection lasts about a year or so. And、there have been seasons I've reflected on forgiveness and the kingdom of God. Other years I've taken time to stew over discipleship. Now I don't set out and call this the year of reflection. The theme sparks from my readings, what I've been praying about, or even what is happening in church. Since mid to late December of last year, I've been thinking about the will of God.、And、if you hear me preach, you've heard me talk about that. As we paced through the pandemic. I heard many people wonder out loud why this was happening. Did God bring this upon the world? What were we supposed to learn? Was this God's will? So far, my reflection on God's will has emphasized the love of God. In a recent sermon, I asked my congregation if we could settle on a simple definition of the will of God—that God's will is for all people to know God's love. Is there more to say about the will of God? Sure. Are there more elegant ways to express what the Lord's will is? Yes, 
and I encourage you to listen to more thoughtful and insightful pastors and scholars. But can't we see the love of God unfolding in Scripture? There's a well-known story, a legend maybe, about Swiss theologian Karl Barth. When you study theology, you learn Barth. A young student asked a renowned thinker to summarize his theology. Mind you, Barth didn't write books. He wrote volumes. His response was, Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Everything that God desires for us stems from the Lord's everlasting love and finds its fruition in that same love. We tend to think that God's will is what job we should apply to or what school we should attend. Godly wisdom helps us make those decisions that honor God, and they're still connected to God's will. And so, the decision God leads you to, certainly in prayer and Christian counsel, help you best live out the will of God. What job, what city, what direction of life, all your decisions are based upon helping you live in a way that the world knows the love of God. Samuel had anointed David as king already in 1 Samuel 16. The men of Judah anointed him in 2 Samuel 2. Now, in 2 Samuel 5, all the people anointed him. David was now the king of all the people of God. The text tells us about David's reflection. David then perceived that the Lord had established him king over Israel and that he had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. And there it is. For the sake of his people, David was king. God promised everlasting love to the people of God. And David's role as king was a part of God's promise to love Israel. So, What decisions are you facing right now? Whatever you're contemplating, pay attention to how God might be leading you. I guarantee you, it's not about the money, the position, or acclaim. God is going to point you in the direction that will help you best show the world the love of God. Stay blessed. supporting another note this is our daily devotional i'll keep writing and recording as long as you keep listening and we keep growing if you ever find another note on itunes or anywhere else podcasts are available make sure to leave a review so others can join us the easiest way to connect with me is online at anotherjohn.com god be with you